everybody, and welcome back to the Prepper Post News for Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. This is Perrin Lovett on behalf of Freedom Prepper, and yeah, I've got to reach out and manually activate the camera. I, something seems to be wrong with the uh, remote. One of my technical foibles that I'm sure you enjoy, whether you're watching at uh, YouTube, at the, uh, the community, or if you're listening, I guess you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast at Anchor and all of the other places where the podcast is found. Welcome back. We've got a great show starting and ending with different types of inspiration with many kinds of news sandwiched in between. Um, this is something that there's a lot of stuff I always have to edit out and a lot of things I always forget. Um, last week or this weekend, we lost Hank Aaron. Um, a uh, major blow to the world of uh, baseball and sports in general. Uh, Larry King also died. Um, a great loss to uh, the world of uh, uh, interviews and uh, media that's more than just uh, control sound bites. But we had a lot of great victory this past weekend, and uh, this is something that I kind of briefly threw out <clears throat> as a post at the community. If you're looking for uh, whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to accomplish, whether it's in prepping, in business, life, education, whatever, you want a real model of determination and winning at all cost, well, not all cost, but uh, winning no matter what the odds, look no further than Tom Brady. Um, if you're, you know, I, I uh, <laughs> have not watched uh, much football at all this season, college or pro. Um, I was a New England fan, and then, of course, Tom uh, left New England after 20 seasons and six Super Bowl victories, nine appearances, six wins, um, an unheard-of record. And uh, he's with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he wanted to move to Florida. Tampa was the uh, the natural uh, uh, location choice, Um Maybe maybe it didn't seem like the right choice from a guy who uh, always wants to win, but the uh, the situation, uh, the circumstances just don't dictate to him. It's the other way around. And now he is uh, leading Tampa Bay back uh, for his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Um, and uh, having beaten Green Bay in a great game uh, last, uh, what was that, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. So let that sink in. Six wins, very likely going for number seven. Um, nobody, I don't think anybody has ever been to ten Super Bowls, let alone won that many. Um, he keeps setting records at one after the other. He's old for a quarterback. He's old for a football player. Uh, at an age, he's 43, which sadly is still, I'm, uh, I'm older than the greatest uh, quarterback in sports history. That's kind of sad. But uh, <clears throat> it, it doesn't seem like he's even slowing down. In fact, he, it, it, it almost seems like he's in his prime, just starting to hit his stride. So, you know, is he going for 20 appearances and, you know, 13 wins? We don't, we don't know. We'll find out. Um, it'll be the first time that uh, any team has ever uh, hosted a Super Bowl in their home stadium. So Tom Brady, uh, home field advantage, uh, the Super Bowl has become his show. Uh, I'm predicting another win. Uh, number seven. So uh, if you look, and I've got a story from the uh, the Stanford Advocate. This, of course, is all over the news, certainly the sports news. 
Um, if you scratch the surface of Brady, um, <clears throat> you find out that he's one of those people that's just totally different. And, uh, you know, at, at the NFL level, these guys are the best of the best. And he is, you know, and out of them, out of the ranks of the quarterbacks, comes the, uh, the, the, you know, the group of the all-time elites. And he's another step beyond that. And the reason why is it's not a job, it's not a hobby, it's not a game. It's his life. It's his lifestyle. And he, you know, lives it probably every minute that he's awake and he probably dreams about it at night. Um, if you read anything about him, he lives to train. Uh, he's always pushing himself. Uh, he, without, you know, without strong-arming anybody, he pushes everybody around him. And, uh, you know, this, this season has proven that it, it wasn't just the Belichick, uh, New England magic. Um, there's a, I think they they have still have some great things ahead of them. That's a great program, but, uh, you know, for one man to, to move a mountain, look at the Tom Brady example, uh, just, uh, total dedication to craft, uh, never stopping, uh, the work that goes into it and uh, never settling for anything less than uh, than victory. So what a uh, what a great inspiration for everybody. And I've got some great winners and some losers in the uh, in the news here. We have um, with Dr. Tony Fauci, we've got one of the biggest winners uh, this side of Tom Brady. Salary wise, in terms of uh, federal government salaries derived strictly from tax dollars, Tony Fauci is the highest paid employee in the federal government, making, let's see here, the last year available, I think, was 2019, $417,608, which is $17,608 more than the president makes. Um, you know, of course, the president has all kinds of other benefits, but uh, Tony has been there uh, for quite some time. Uh, from 2010 to 2019, he uh, earned, I'm sure he earned every penny of it, he earned $3.6 million. And they're projecting that if he stays in another five or 10 years, he'll earn so much more, probably going to get some raises. Uh, I guess that's really good work if you can get it. Um, he is uh, monetarily a winner. Um, now, that money, of course, comes from taxes and debt, uh, taxes and inflation. So if anybody loses, um, again, that would be, uh, be you. But as I said, the man is uh, earning every penny. He is fighting the greatest battle of our times. Forget the Super Bowl. Forget elections and practical politics. We have the worst pandemic ever in the history of the human race. And it keeps getting worse because the virus just keeps mutating. Uh, and it's probably going to mutate forever. And this thing will never end. So Tony's going to have a job. Uh, and he's on the job, I trust. I've got some stories here you can check out. All the stories linked up at freedomprepper.com. Around the world, others of us are not quite as, uh, as lucky. Um, you know, I'm sure there may be one or two of you who make 400000 a year, um, which is, you know, with inflation factored in, that's middle class. That's legitimate middle class. Uh, used to be wealthy, now it's just... Uh, getting by a little better. Uh, people aren't doing that around the world. I found a story from the uh, Economic Times of India. Five reasons why uh, wealth inequality is just spiraling out of control. Take a look at those. Uh, number, it's either number two or number three. 
is the COVID factor. This is the inequality uh, virus. Um, I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but I think I understand their proposed solutions, which sound oddly familiar to what we've been hearing. We need green, fair, and equitable uh, redistribution of everything, something or another, to fix this problem uh, that I thought the, uh, the mask and the vaccine was going to fix. It's never going to end. It's never going to end until we turn it off. Um, also, a little closer to home, Canadians. We, ne we have Canadian viewers and uh, members of the community. You guys are in for some rough inequality because President Trump is making America great. No, excuse me, President Biden. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He's instituting a policy among all the federal agencies to uh, buy American. It's like his Sam Walton program. And this threatens to upset uh, some of the $725 billion a year uh, trade balance between the United States and Canada, one of the uh, most prosperous and best working trade agreements in the world. A lot of Canadians are worried, you know, what if, uh, what if, what if they stop buying from us? You know, what if we, uh, you know, this, this goes back to the dog catching the car. People in the U.S. are going to lose their jobs. Other people who thought they were happy with the change uh, might lose out on paper products, oil, you name it. Take a look at that. And here's a story about the real inequality. Off Guardian carried an uh, interesting op-ed. It's pretty long. Uh, I can sum it up pretty well. I call it the repo imbalance. And this is something I've talked about several times on this show in the past few months. In September of 2019, the Federal Reserve uh, made a massive purchase entry into the uh, commercial bank repo markets uh, on a nightly basis, always operating at night like vampires. Um, you know, it got totally glossed over with the events of 2020. You may recall there was one big story that just would not go away that took over everything to include the economy and it destroyed it, even though if you had been watching for the previous five months, uh, it was pretty obvious that the economy was in horrible shape as evidenced by the fact that the Fed was having to uh, come in night by night and give trillions or, we don't know, tens or dozens of trillions of dollars to these banks that were otherwise doing just fine, right? That's why you need massive infusion. You need an entire year's worth of GDP in a few months because you're doing so well. Someone, I, someone finally noticed this and uh, wrote it up in, very, in a very detailed fashion. Uh, you can take a look at that. Um, not tuning my own horn, but I noticed this uh, back when it was happening. Um, I, I caught it. I caught the Wall Street Journal the first night. I said, what is this? $75 billion overnight. That doesn't sound good. And then it happened again and again. I said, something's up. And then when the new story came along January, February of uh, last year, I said, aha, this looks like a cover-up. And I've got validation here. So check that out and uh, know that you're at the right place for information before it really becomes a thing, even if we can't really do anything about it. Um, how many of you have ever even been to Liberty Street in New York? I have, and uh, never, ever, ever want to go back. Because up there, like in so many places, it's do as we say, not as we do. That's a theme of the elites all over the world, and uh, it's not just the bankers and the, uh, the, the media, you know, the, the, big, the big club uh, billionaire elites. It's the politicians too. It's people like 
Donald Trump, I'll throw him in there, and especially Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Um, these are two Catholics, <coughs> Catholics, uh, who you would never know it um, uh, by the way that they uh, conduct their business affairs on behalf of the people that they represent, um, throwing the doctrine of the church and the Bible right out the window. It is nice sometimes to have a, a legitimate leader come along and uh, correct these kinds of people. Uh, we have an archbishop out of California who uh, was talking about San Fran Grand Nan, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker. Uh, she speaks as a high-level, important government leader and as a private citizen, he said. And on the question of equal dignity of human life in the womb, she also speaks in direct contradiction to a fundamental human right that Catholic teaching has consistently championed for 2,000 years. She does not, but she does get it. She just doesn't care. And it is nice, at least, to have somebody, and this, you know, the, sad, the saddest part of this is everybody knows, and nothing gets done. But it is business people, too. Uh, these private corporations that start with a government charter, uh, they're all over telling you what to do and how to live while they do something totally different. Uh, we learned that uh, in the very historic 2020 U.S. presidential election, which uh, gave us Joe Biden as president of the United States of America. Uh, we learned that mail-in ballots and touchscreen ballots and you know any kind of ballot you can come up with is a good thing, and it is not evidence of fraud whatsoever, unless it concerns Amazon and Jeff Bezos. If the employees are trying to unionize and they want to take a vote, Bezos steps in and says, nah, you got to vote in person, probably with ID. No mail-in ballots because those are proof, proof positive of fraud. Do as I say, not as I do. By the way, Jeff, I understand there are some computer programs, maybe, somewhere, I don't know where they come from, that might be able to uh, to help you. Um, so, I like Bezos. He uh, provides our backup server sometimes, and uh, I've been known to sell books through his service. So, uh, I'm all for Amazon, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm also all for uh, freedom all across the West, and I have just fantastic news, if at last, out of France. Um, four years ago, Marine Le Pen and the National Front came about, yay, close to uh, taking over uh, the country and having France for the French, not for the, uh, the Euromaniacs in uh, Brussels. Uh, but their boy, Macron, won. Uh, literally a guy who, he, he wasn't just an agent of the, uh, the central banking class. He worked, when he used to work, for the Rothschild family itself. Um, so now, there's a horrible threat to his power because a recent poll, an early poll, a way too early poll for next year's uh, presidential election, uh, find where I'm sure there won't be any fraud whatsoever. It'll be honest like, like all elections. But the, uh, the early polling finds that uh, she beats him by about this much. And here's the way it's sold to us by, in this case, the Express from the, uh, the spokesman of the people who stole France from the French, they say Emmanuel Macron could see his seat stolen by Marine Le Pen as soon as the uh, first round of the 2022 French presidential election, a new poll has found. He could see his seat, it's his, 
It's not the people's. The voters didn't put him there. It belongs to him. And oh no, now it's in danger of being stolen from him. By whom? Well, I guess by the voters. It's do as we say, period. France, Dona, don't, don't go along with it anymore. I, I, I predicted a long time ago that next year would be the big, uh, the big uh, French changeover in the, uh, the sweep of nationalism across, uh, across Europe, Western Europe, and hopefully spreading all across the West. So, uh, voter Le Pen, that's me. You know what to do. And that brings me to our last word, which is uh, another take on the first word of the day, finding inspiration, um, this time uh, not at the uh, elite levels, but at the, uh, the lowest levels on the street. It's, uh, the last word is going off-grid. And in this country, uh, preppers aside, we have an existing group of people who perpetually live off the grid, and they are the, uh, the homeless of America. Uh, and this is not a story about about the homeless, who they are, how they got that way, what we can do, if anything, to help them, whether they like it. This is something that uh, uh, Fabian Omar writes about at uh, Organic Prepper, which you, know, you really need to look at at least twice a week, about what we can learn from people who already live without uh, traditional shelter, without jobs, uh, banks, money, uh, security, and uh, all the other things that we take for granted. He writes, I'll just give you a little preview, living in the streets leads to physical, psychological, and moral degenerates. Now, that's not necessarily saying that these people are bad or, you know, uh, malicious in any way, but it does take a toll on the, uh, the body, the spirit, and the mind. Uh, without the protection and conveniences afforded by a fixed roof and ideal conditions, we enter into a world where very little is certain. Nutrition, hygiene, and personal safety suffer, affecting the body and affecting mental and emotional stability in various degrees. Uh, he goes on to cover all of the main big prepper topics, food and water, uh, sanitation, safety, shelter, and more. Um, you know, we, we do tend to take everything for granted, not, not necessarily us. We, we're the people that are trying to build backups and alternatives, it might, it might be a good idea to look at not the, uh, the conditions that led them there, but the conditions that they survive uh, that keep people alive on the streets in circumstances that everyone may, uh, may soon experience to one degree or another. Uh, this is going to be more dependent on who you are and where you are, but... Um, you know, it's a pound of prevention, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So find the medicine wherever you can, whether it's uh, in the 10th Super Bowl appearance or the poor guy who lost everything and has to survive on the streets. Um, so, and and I will, I will just briefly say a word about, you know, if, if we can help these people any way we can, we should um, uh, to the greatest extent we're able to, but we should also recognize that they, because of who they are, can help us. So it's uh, it's a great thing. And I, I just realized again, I don't have my remote. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off by coming up here and uh, bump. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fist bump here for the, uh, the COVID. Y'all have a great Wednesday. I'll see you back tomorrow.